We got a big broadcast to do here. Listener discretion is advised. Fair warning. Um, I'm not nice and I don't seek to be respectable. I'm not asking y'all for anything because y'all can't and won't be both my savior and my oppressor. So I'm not here begging anything of soulless white folks and self-preserving black folks. So I'm gonna spend the next two minutes reading y'all for a filth, something I'm sure nobody has ever done. You know what time it is. It's time for In The Mix With Trent. A conversation you didn't know you needed from your Keep It Real friend. I know a lot of folks are uncomfortable talking about black, gay, male. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, what do you need to take out? Do you take out the man? Do you take out the gay? Do you take out the black? And now, the one, the only, Trent Jackson. Let's see here. You're in the mix with Trent. It is Monday, May 10th. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. The very, very first feedback that just came in literally 30 seconds ago. It was good. Um, and it's what you bring on air. I almost cried. <laughs> well, thank you. Was it that good that you almost cried? Um, if you're a VIP member um, of In The Mixture Trent, which means that you bought like a VIP on-demand subscription, you um, should have gotten a link by now to the first episode of In The Mixture Trent TV. The pilot episode is out um, for the VIP members only. Um, if you are listening in about at the end of the show, well, at about three o'clock today, if you go on to my website, trentheartist.com, there will be, um, a link for the next month where you can watch the pilot episode. You can buy it for, uh, $2.99 or you can rent it for, I believe a dollar 99 or something like that. Uh, so it'll be up for just a month. And this is the only episode that you'll see. I think this is probably, one of the more important ones that I've done um, out of the series of interviews that I did for my show, there's a total of 10. So it's a full season. Um, thank you. A lot of hard work. Um, a lot of hard work that I've put in. I've been working on this since December. Um, I knew that it was going to happen. I wish that I would have just been able to keep it secret a little bit longer. <laughs> But I had a moment last night where it was all done and finished because, you know, I had a deadline and originally it was like April, but I needed a couple more weeks. And I, um, I put it when I was working on it last night, um, me and Malik were just at the studio. He doesn't actually work with me. He just watches me. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he's, you know, keeping me company, standing guard, you know, that kind of thing. And when it was done last night, um, I told him to go ahead and leave. I was like, I got it from here. And I just had to have a moment by myself and sit with what I just did. Because a lot of the times you go through so many things in life and you just really don't ever know that if your dreams are going to ever um, come true, especially when you don't come from a family that supports you. Um, it's a foreign concept to you know what I'm doing. And it's like it, it, for most people, 
when you don't have the support of your family, it really does mean everything. And it really shapes the way that you move through the world. Um, so there was this moment where I wanted to like call everybody at two in the morning and be excited, but there was nobody to call. And that's also something that I have to sit with and understand. And I always think about one of the people that, um, whose blueprint that I, I follow. And it's all, you know, it's very important what blueprints you follow and who you don't. It's, it's important to be successful and to, you know, follow somebody that's successful, but be mindful of when you follow these people, you're also taking on some of their personal struggles that they had to go through. Um, I will never forget when I first had initial contact with Wendy Williams, she said something to me that I'll never forget. Travel light, travel far. And what that really meant. I've, I've sh gotten so much further by just going places by myself. It's so much easier for a party of one than a party of two or a plus one. Um, but she said something else very important. She said, you know, don't make friends with the people that you idolize because in some form they will always let you down because they're nothing more than people. But it wasn't until her own documentary that that whole thing made sense to me. And even when I started to befriend other celebrities that I idolized, um, it made so much more sense. But even in recent years, um, like, you know, when her documentary came out, she said something to me that was so um, mind blowing. It almost altered. Um, it stopped me dead in my tracks. She said, I don't have any friends. And when she said that, it was like, mm, like, I kind of got it because I feel like that sometimes. But also, I know that there are people that absolutely love me and celebrate me just even with, you know, shout out to Tara. She just she's the one that sent me the um, the feedback on my show, the, the TV show. First person to do it. But now that I think about it, she's always been that person from back in the day. And you hear her name a lot, but, and I broke it down before, but even this morning before I came in, like I said to myself, wow, she is probably the only person on the planet other than me. <laughs> <laughs> She's maybe like one of two or three people that literally has the archive of my entire career. She's probably the one that has both of my books. Um, the original t-shirt and the DVD that came with the package from back in the day, um, all of my new stuff, uh, plus a VIP membership, all, like all of it. She's, I'm sure she's one of like maybe five people that has all and, and still knows where it's at and can, and can like, you know, pinpoint it right here, boom, right here. Um, so that I'm always grateful and it's unfair for me to ever feel like I don't have support when I can think of people and call out lists uh, and of the things that they've done. But I tell you, it all relates back to family. And literally three this morning when I left the studio, I had to have a moment where I literally had to be happy and proud of myself because if nothing more, this is proof that I can do anything that I can put my mind to like anything except for brain surgery. I don't do blood. <laughs> but it's also the testament to the things that I've overcome as a person that I haven't really begun to talk about yet. And when I think about all the things that I've gone through and all the people that have 
either turned their backs or stuck, you know, right by me as I was going through it. I always get emotional. And even more recent, I've literally just been in a space of, of gratitude and thanks for my friends that have really shown me how to not only love myself again, but be myself again. And I don't think that they really know like how much it means to me, just a a year of consistency to just be there through all these moments to show up on set, to cheer me on and support me. Um, All those things mean a lot. And I don't take them lightly. And considering everything that happened this weekend, I just wish that I was able to sit down and formulate the right words and convey to certain people how I really feel in the way that they've shaped my life for the better just this past year. Because literally, it all came together to bring me to this point. And I couldn't be more grateful than that. Honestly, you're in the mix with Trent. I really do appreciate you for listening and supporting and really buying um, for real, for real, buying into the dream. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening. Back in a second. You're listening listening to In the Mix with Trent on BKT Radio. Hey, are we really watching this on air right now? <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> cut it off. I think I've had enough of watching. Tay, cut it off, please. Thank you. <laughs> enough already. Just because y'all haven't seen it don't mean we're about to sit around and have a watch party on air. What you, what you think this is? Watch that on your lunch break. The fuck? Yeah, watch it on your lunch break. You're at work right now. Eat when the, I mean, watch it when the food comes. <laughs> Have something to do. Um. Anyway, you're back in the mixture. I did not know what was happening. You've got music playing. You've got TV shows going. Like, <laughs> which one is it? Pick a side. So, um, where do we leave off on Friday? Um, I was on my way out. Of, I had a breakdown on well Friday. Um, on air. Well, it was a pre breakdown because I was a complete fucking mess trying to figure out what I was gonna say and how I was gonna say it, um, or if I was gonna say anything at all, which I didn't. Fuck the family. <sighs> oh my god. Wrong button. <laughs> Wrong hole, fool. Um. So. I was like, on Friday, I'm not even going to go to this party because, like, I'm not even in a mindset to, like, go and socialize with anybody. But I was like, no, I have to honor my word because, you know, when people invite me to parties, especially if I didn't invite them to mine, because um, I'm like that. I, but I didn't invite, not invite him on purpose because I didn't throw any of my parties this year. Like, I it was, I escaped. <laughs> so, um, I didn't know that people wanted me to like in their presence like that. Right. So of course I'm going to go to a party, but I knew that I was not in the mindset to go because I I needed to clean up the situation that I've got going on with the situation. (laughs) So I show up to the party and I knew I was off because in my mind it was in one place, but I go there and there's no party happening. So I'm like, did they troll me? And I'm like, no, I know I read this right. So it's like a couple doors down. So perfect opportunity for me to spark up a blunt, walk down the street and get more ready for this party, which is what I did. So I get there. Everyone's great. And I had already eaten before because, you know, I'm like, no meat right now. Uh, Shut up. 
So I'm like, I'm not eating meat right now. And like, I didn't want to go to a Mexican restaurant with carne asada everywhere. I'd have been triggered, right? Um, and I didn't want to get the cheese and the sour cream in my stomach and then start drinking tequila on top of that. It's like a recipe for disaster. So I just started drinking. Thinking that I was just going to be able to suppress everything that's going on. So, the, you know, the night progresses and um, in walks. Um, well, he was already there. Actually, when I walked in this tall, uh, just a tall glass of dark skin water <laughs> was just standing off to the back, looking like looking like he was ready to get fucked. And I looked him in his eye. He looked me in my eye and I was like, eh, you're handsome, but let me go sit at this other table just in case some gay shit comes out. And I'm not trying to be gay right now. So I went inside the other table with the girls where I'm comfortable. <laughs> Had a little girl talk. And next thing you know, I'm drunk. Too drunk. Two drinks in. I am just like, mm, I'm quiet. I put on my hoodie. They're like, take off your hoodie. Take off your son. And I'm like, I can't. Because if I do, and if I look at somebody like, bitch, I'm going to go. I'm going to start crying. But then, like, I, I felt the cry coming on. And I'm like, what is happening here? When did I go from the happy party drunk to the crying depressed drunk? Like, when did that happen? And the slide was so rapid because it was only a week and a half ago that I was partying. And I was uh, just happy and sloppy just talking about sex and dicks and being in love and all, you know. And then, all of a sudden... I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I'm crying out of fucking nowhere. And I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I realize that the person who I'm not talking to has changed my life in such a way that I didn't even fucking realize or accept because I was too busy trying to ignore the fact that there was some type of emotional tingling happening between us and we were connected and no one is even talking about it because it's so strong and so passionate and so deep it's overwhelming that I just fucking just burst and break down like a fucking dam. Levees are all broken. Open my legs. It's just squirting everywhere. I had to put on my hat and my hoodies because I, I couldn't just hide me. And I'm like, how is this even happening? My emotions have been sitting in an oak barrel in a basement in a dark corner, aging to perfection just so I can be down to my last cry like Brian McKnight. But here I am fucking crying everywhere in the middle of a bar at a birthday party. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm never getting invited anywhere else because I'm now the crying drunk. I'm being canceled canceled for the, all the parties for the rest of the year like no more parties for me because he gets to the party he's high already but then he starts crying on top of all that leave him at home who get this whose man is this get him next thing i know um my celebrity actress friend from the 90s comes over and consoles me and she's i'm talking to her and i'm just like <laughs> then the guy who invited me to the birthday party he starts coming over and consoling me i'm like get back don't touch me this is just what i need right now attention from a man it shouldn't be you this is your party go get drunk and cry somewhere go over and entertain these guests deflect the fact that i'm over here crying having a breakdown in an open bar in the marina in this beautiful space like, what is going on? A mess. So as I'm sitting there trying to pull it together, my current actress homegirl that's currently on a TV sitcom, she's looking at me like, pull it together. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course, another Sagittarius is telling me to pull it together. The most repressed sign of all time. They don't cry for anything. They're, they're drier than me on the inside. And, and matter of fact, let it be known that I have all the emotions, okay? No Mariah Carey. 
just have to suppress them because they're so strong and pat look bitch they scare me look at what's happening <laughs> the fuck how the fuck am i supposed to tell this to somebody else if i can't even handle myself crying like get get out of here like what's going on <laughs> so as i'm in the middle of the breakdown this girl says oh my god trent jackson i know you and i'm like oh someone knows me so I pat down the tear, bitch. I throw my hair under, um, over my over my shoulder, very dramatic. And I'm like, yes, it's me. I was like, don't tell anyone you've seen me crying. And she starts laughing, and I was like, where do I know you from? Because <sighs> I have no idea who this girl is. Girl, it's a, a celebrity actress's auntie who went to school with one of my good friends who gave me my first writing job like 20 years ago. So. I haven't seen this girl in a decade and I'm looking and I thought that she was somebody else and she's like, do you even know who you're talking to? I'm like, no, bitch. I'm drunk in the middle of an emotional meltdown. What are you talking about? Of course I don't know who you are. Like, I think I know who you are, but you know me, but I don't know. Like, tell me who you are so I can know. It's the drugs. I do too much reefer. I'm in the middle of an emotional crisis. I'm in love. I can't tell anybody, but everybody seems to know, including the person that I'm in love with. It's a whole mess. I'm crying in the middle of a party, and then now you want to ask me, do I know? No, I don't even I don't even know who I am right now. Girl, tell me who you are. So she tells me. And I'm like, this is amazing. Look at this. Just the floodgates open, and then like all these new connections just start coming out. So the hot guy that I tried to avoid at the beginning of the party, the tall, dark-skinned glass of water with the beautiful beard, who's a married heterosexual, he looks at me and says, you know what? You do nothing for my libido, but you're very stylish. And I said, you know what? That is the nicest, shadiest compliment that I've ever gotten from a straight man. I love it because you placed the boundaries and you, I mean, you looked at me, I looked at you, we both saw what was happening and you made it very clear that you're not into dicks, or at least mine. And I love that. Can you come on my show? Let's talk about this more. I invited him on my show. He's great to follow on Instagram. He's so full of life, effervescent. He could be a good guest co-host because he looks at the camera and he fucks it. I mean, he literally looked at me and fucked me without even pulling his dick out. I was like, who is this guy? get away from me because i don't want you looking at me like there's only one man that i want looking at me like that and you're not him (laughs) a mess then i ended up hanging out with the haitian drug lord about an hour after the party let me tell you how i got there oh but first maybe i'll tell that no (laughs) No, it really was a Haitian drug lord. And now that no, that deserves its own whole segment. So I'm just thinking to myself, like I fucked off all of my invites for the rest of the year from this party. Then on top of that, I forgot that my bank was transitioning to a new system. So my ATM card ended up getting blocked. So I couldn't use it, have all this money in the account, can't charge a damn drink. Thank God that I'm around other rich people that can uh, spot me. I still have to go into a bank for them to unblock my card or physically withdraw. It's just so much. It's a mess. My show just came out last night. I want to have a drink. I also want to give somebody a hug, a man. I can't. It's a mess. Tay, don't fucking touch me. Malik, Omar, all y'all stay away from me. And the funny thing is, before the weekend was out, even though, because you know how some people, they'll tell you like, oh, it's okay that you're going through this emotional crisis. Oh, it's it's fine. They'll tell you all that. And I just knew that I was canceled. Do you understand that at the end of the weekend, I got another party invite from the same motherfuckers party I broke down at? (laughs) 
Niggas fuck with me. I love it. You're in the mix with Trent. Back in a second. You're listening. Listening to In the Mix with Trent on BKT Radio. You are back in the mix with Trent. Thank you so much for listening. Um. I guess when I'm in a good mood, it's just contagious. Everybody's in a good mood, right? Okay. okay. Let me... <laughs> Whatever. So, I there's this thing. I this is probably this is the first time ever I'm ever saying this out loud on my show, um, because this is not this is like um, it's like proprietary information. It's just like you if you know you know. Um, so I have this thing about going into large rooms or even rooms full of people when I'm intoxicated and I'm outside of my house. Um, because what happens is when I'm at parties and this is going to sound really weird. So brace yourself, Tay, um, whatever, d- just be sparing with the buttons. Cause I'm trying to explain something here. When I go to parties, um, and there's drinking involved. And after I've had a few drinks, um, let's just say that my powers are activated. And when I say my powers are activated, what I mean by that is I can, in an odd way, I can, I can, I can detail or read people in ways that it's, it's something that you literally have to witness. Right. Um, and I don't like going in these environments because sometimes I end up, well, not even sometimes I just end up saying things that, um, you normally would not go to a party for, (laughs) let's just put it like that. You know, you're not going to a party to, um, get confirmation from things that you've been thinking about on a very intimate and personal level. Let's just say that. Um, so I hook up with the girl who I had not seen in a decade. Um, the one who spotted me crying at the, um, at the party. So we exchange numbers and I'm pumping gas and she calls me and she's like, I'm just now leaving the marina. And I'm like, Oh, so am I I'm pumping gas? So she gives me an address to come to, which is not really far from where I live in Lamarck park. And I show up there and she said she was going to her friend's house and I knew it was one of the girls that she was with, but I just didn't know which one. Now, when I walk into the house, I walk in and I say, Oh, it's you. And then she's like, oh, it's you. (laughs) And I say that because when I say, oh, it's you, that means that I've already have an idea and makes sense to me why it's that person. Now, during my crying breakdown spell at the bar, (laughs) at the birthday party in front of every fucking body. I mean, tears have literally been sitting, collecting in an oak barrel, and I didn't think oak barrels bursted, but bitch, they do. (laughs) Apparently on Friday nights after three margaritas. I don't know what the fuck they put in those margaritas, but here I was bawling. (laughs) Anyway, while I'm breaking down, this girl, whose house did I end up at an hour later, she is, um, it's her house. But she looks at me while I'm crying and she didn't say anything to me, but she gave me that offering, you know, that consoling look like and we locked eyes for a second. And, you know, she just gave me some good affirming energy. And I looked at her and I said, stop looking at me cry. (laughs) 
And then in a very dramatic fashion, and again, threw my hair over my shoulder and I put on my sunglasses and it was very like, oh, please, don't ever look at me <laughs> crying. Who gave you the permission? And I end up at her house. And by this time, I'm a little bit more sober and I'm talking to her. And not only am I talking to her, I say something to her, um, you know, just like I talk on my show, but it's more specific and personal to her. And I'm telling her things that um, only she would know. I had never met this girl. I had never seen her. I had only um, looked at her for the first time in my life, in this life, um, (laughs) at this party while I'm drunk. So she's like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I was like, literally, I said to her, I was like, God, send me here to confirm everything that you already need, that you needed to know. And I know that I've told the story before of how I was at my good girlfriend's party at her 40th birthday party a couple years back. And I literally told this girl, I looked at her and I was like, your husband isn't gay. And she's like, how did you know that I was going to ask that? And I was like, cause bitch, I just... I mean, homegirl just told you I had psychic abilities. What you thought I was a motherfucking game, bitch? Ain't no earpiece on in my ears. It's just what it is. Um, and just to think that on that night that I was not going to leave my house, I was literally going to sit in my room and soak like brandy and, and not leave. And it was all, you know, meant to happen the way that it was. And while I'm talking to the girl and talking, we're, you know, there's, you know, blunts involved and everything. Um, I get it. There's a knock on the door. And then this Jamaican guy looking guy walks in and I'm like, I said, where are you from? And he said, Haiti. And I said, I knew it. I knew there was some type of island, something there. And we start talking and I just start saying stuff to him just about his experience. And I knew that he didn't like gay people. But by the end of the conversation, I literally said some shit. We were just we were just talking as black people who have been through shit and overcome stuff. And I literally had no clue that I was going to be sent to that house under the guise of let's smoke some weed. And I was going to be out speaking to people in ways that they needed to be spoken to um, that, again, are life changing. And mind you, I'm full of emotion. I just finished having a full and clear breakdown. So my channeling was all the way live and open. Like I was ready for any fucking thing that night. Um, but it was just so powerful And it was confirming for me that what I'm doing in this space on this show with this show are conversations that need to be had. And for so long, because black people not only shy away from these types of conversations, but people in my own family have told me that these conversations and my emotions was wrong. So I spent so much time denying it, not really understanding that it was a gift that other people needed. So now that I'm here and now that I'm doing it, it's I feel like I have the the absolute. Um not only the comfort but the the backing that i need to walk and 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 keep doing this and keep having these conversations just on that alone the fact that because you know haitians they don't fuck with gay people at all like at all for no fucking reason like whatsoever (laughs) all the islanders they don't they don't fuck around like that so for the fact that i knew that i went in hoodied out um (laughs) fitted and presented like a regular old ass constituent, <laughs> nigga. Um, that that gets me places that most people can't go, and they dare to, and they 
I mean, who who is sitting up with a Haitian drug lord in the middle? I mean, because he pulled out a bag of weed that was like the size of your kitchen trash bag, child. I ain't never seen that much weed in, in one sitting from an individual person in my life. So I knew that you was into some shit like I saw everything on you. But the fact that we were able just to connect, number one, as black people, even further, black men that had stark differences. And I walk out shaking his hand and we have an understanding and agreement. That was all I needed um, that night because not only did I help them, they helped me. Because I've had this long fear of moving in spaces where I know that I was not welcome just because I was gay. Because you know how black people are when it comes to gay shit. So I'm receptive and grateful for even being able to bear the responsibility to change people's minds in ways that they that challenges their whole belief systems. Because I walked away with my belief system challenge. And it's simply the work that I've that I do on this show all the time. And I say it all the time. We have to have these conversations so we can begin to understand each other better. So we can move forward collectively as a whole as black people. I appreciate that. And. It changes my life every time, and it really does give me the strength that I need to just be a better effective communicator because I can talk to a room full of people that I can't see so easy. I can talk to a camera so easy, but not so much in my personal life. So the fact that I'm having these conversations, is shaping me to be more ballsy when it comes to me expressing my true genuine feelings where they need to be expressed because I can just imagine if my life is being changed like this and now I know what I'm doing for other people, I'm just now thinking and processing on an interpersonal level. If I'm having conversations like this with people, it's starting to make sense now. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for buying into this dream. I appreciate it. Back in a second. You're listening, listening to In The Mix with Trent on BKT Radio. You are back in the mix with Trent. Thank you so much for listening. Um, there was something else that I was going to say that quick, but I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll figure it out in a second. Um, one thing that I did want to say is I'm very grateful um, that I'm in this space. And it's, um, you know, the biggest fight sometimes is... Um, with yourself it's not with anybody else it's getting out of your own way especially after you've realized and accepted so many things um about your life and your situation it's 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 only um really every day sometimes for some people and i'm one of those people becomes a trick (laughs) on how to get out of your own way every you know day because of some old shit that comes up and you get stuck in all these things but it's been such a long time since you know this radio show was one thing but um switching over uh to a visual format is something that i've talked about um and been in the process of doing you know a long time and if nothing else it really just is a testament to um not giving up on yourself and 
really overcoming all the obstacles that are put in your way just to see how bad you really want something. Um, and I'm not going to go into all the details of it right now, but I'm going to I'm going to save that for a documentary. Um, one of my good friends from college that I've known for, from the first time I went to college. Let me just <laughs> make that very there's a distinction from the first time from the time that I finished two separate friend groups. Um, she was the one that gave me my first writing job, so to speak, ever of all time. And we were talking and I said, you know what? I said, you're going to have to fly out here because this um, what you're telling me right now is the stuff that I was already thinking about just on a personal level. But I need you to help me write this documentary that's going to accompany um, my next set of projects, because I think it's really important for me um, to really at this point kind of get everything out that's just been kind of lingering in and because I'm old and impatient at this point <laughs> I really just don't have time to detail um, specific life situations that apply to me only in a book um, I write fiction you know what I'm saying um, I'm not at a point where I'm ready to write an autobiography but like talking about you know this entire process on getting to this point is something that um and i would like to somehow incorporate it in one of the episodes for my tv show but i also don't want to just come hard and heavy because i know that the content that i'm putting out it's already tough enough you know um as it is so putting my own life story in that i it's just too much it's something that you need to dissect and, and take in pieces and i think the only way to do that is to wrap it up um in the bigger picture of what is is happening here because people always ask me oh well how did you do this or when did you do how'd you look some people just don't understand this has been like literally a decade in the making my friends will tell you that i have been talking about this forever and it's almost to the point where they didn't buy into it so now that they you know, it's weird because this morning when, um, again, it was only specifically for the VIP members for them to see it first and, and putting it together and putting it actually on the on-demand server and like seeing it as like a pilot episode and like knowing that, um, like this is the start of it was just like, Whoa, like what's like, what's really like it was it was it was real for a second and then because it happened at like two in the morning the first thing i wanted to do was like oh like it's time to like i said it was time to celebrate but like mm, in the dead of the night like who do you call <laughs> you better take your ass home and go to sleep like and that's what i did and even this morning when i posted it like i can post a picture of any cute girl um, or something like that it gets 35 likes um in an hour you know and not that i'm measuring but there's a difference in um and you know i should have known this a long time ago a long and i said this earlier in the show i should have known this a long time ago i should have wrapped my mind around this by now but sometimes you really do have to celebrate yourself and i should be really comfortable um with this particularly on the hills of what some uh, mm. Fuck the family! Fuck, fuck the family!
Oh, you knew exactly where I was going with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll just, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to let that interrupt the moment. And I think that's also important when you know that um, you have people around you that aren't all the way happy. Some people are only just there to watch, um, to see you uh, like, oh, he did it again, huh? <laughs> all that. You have to work through that. And that's hard to do. And some people don't understand that until they actually get there and, and, and go through something where it requires other people to celebrate with them. And everybody's just quiet looking around like, oh. That's a hard pill to swallow. But in that. I also have to focus on the the end result and how I got here. Um He's only doing that because I'm making a face at the camera. Um, You got to focus on the end result. And that's just it. And in the end result, you have to focus on all the people that helped you get here. And uh, all the the positive parts that were played. Because it's a new way of, of, of living and thinking at this point. And I know that there's a whole new... Like... The, the, this whole month of May, like I'm telling you, starting May 1st, like I felt the shift. Like there's a whole new shit going on with me. Like new, like solid, like friends, like new experiences with people, positive people that um have, they are really are in my life right now. And they are giving back to me what I've given to so many people throughout the years without any, getting anything back in return. And that means a lot. You're in the mix with Trent. Thanks for listening. Back in a second. You're listening, listening to, to In the Mix with Trent on BKT Radio. You are back in the mix with Trent. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, what was that mix up about? You keep you pull it together back there. Are you? Do you need some more time off? Um. Anyway, we're at the end of the show. But before I get out of here, um, I wanted to talk about Pose. Um. What do you? Somebody remove him, please. <laughs> got the wrong shit playing <laughs> playing whatever the fuck he wants to um you know if you haven't um gone back to watch pose last night uh you should it was a very very um amazing episode and it told the story of electra last night um without giving away too much um of the details you know you always wonder the price that people paid to be who they are and to be the strong, fierce people that they are. Um, and then being responsible for other people. You've always wanted to know her backstory and now you know it. Um, but it's the story of so many, you know, gay people and the disconnect that happens between their parents and their families and why oftentimes um, they, we have to become these larger and stronger than life figures because there's nothing else to be. Um, and there's no other strength source but yourself to uh, hold on to. Uh, very Electra's one of my favorite characters, aside from the snide remarks and the shade that she throws. <laughs> um, I even have all the guys in the studio that watch it. It's a really, really good show. Um, and it just reminds me of the importance of the conversations that we need to keep having. Uh, even when I was hanging out with the Haitian drug lord the other night, <laughs> we had a conversation just about 
you know how certain black people or some black people not certain but some black people feel like um the gay movement overshadows the black movement and how gay people get more respect oftentimes um than black people at least that's the perception um so after having a conversation um from a black gay perspective which is not oftentimes heard um in the form that i'm presenting it um really again made a point why the conversations have to keep happening why we have to have shows like pose why we have to have shows like this one in both audio and video form um so the conversations can become normal um and bigger than us because just because somebody is is gay doesn't make them less black and i don't know how many times i can say that and for some strange reason people other black people think that when you are gay there's a total void of the black side and i don't think that i can say that is the most inaccurate thing i've ever heard so it's important to have these conversations in spaces where they're receptive and you'll be heard and they don't turn into arguments because um these are spaces um that we we need more of and the only way that we're going to do that honestly is to have conversation again I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for subscribing. Um, go on my website if you want to take a look at the pilot episode of the show. Yeah! Um, understand that when you go there, um, you need to have your credit card or debit card ready. It's not free. It wouldn't be fair to my VIP members that already paid for it. Um, so I appreciate you. Thank you for subscribing and watching and listening. Let's do this again tomorrow at 1230. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest and always do something for yourself. Don't forget to take care of yourself first before your service to anybody else. Talk to you tomorrow.